Welcome to Fourth Times The Charm, the only podcast where every week is a brand new concept. I am your producer, Ben, alongside your director, Matt, and we have the best PAs in the world here today joining us for part two of our top albums of 2021. It's Nick and Kyle. Nick, how are you doing? Uh I'm back, bitch. I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Yeah, yeah, hey, I'm okay. All right, Kyle, what's up, yo? Going good. Had a good day, you know, having some nice things to relax about, so it's great. Nice things to relax about, indeed. Well, today we aren't <laughs> relaxing hey, at all. I'm here we're too. Going to go I'm here straight. too. My emotions and my story matter. So we are going to go straight into <sighs> part two of our top albums of 2021 as sure. curated by nick kyle matt and our biggest fan brennan if you would like to be our biggest fan please use the code peach tree within the next week and you what? too could be our biggest fan all of them curated it i listened to every single album over an agonizing week and I ranked them all, which is where we are going to use our barometer for today. So, is everybody ready to head to number 16? Ben, we got to intro the podcast. Well, I see. You I intro. This no, because it's a part, part two. two. We but just go into it. But if they're going to be released separately, it's part two of that episode. So, it is another it is. episode. So, you'd still do yeah. the intro. And we're on number 15, not number 16. Okay. Well. Yeah, we ended with 16. Well, then you go. 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 I'm not even going to ask you how you are this time either. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the mid-year. Oh, never mind. Fuck. Welcome to the uh, end-of-year roundup where we talk about all of our favorite things this is the final installment in review month uh we are joined by nick and matt and wow wow we're joined by nick and kyle ben has no emotional stakes in this in this podcast kyle how are you doing i'm doing great i have nice brown liquid next to me and it's wonderful oh what are you drinking kyle that mccallan 12 year oh beautiful choice nick how are you doing i'm doing fantastic how are you I'm doing wonderful. Thank you how, so how very much for asking. So much Nick. Of course. You know, we should ask wow. everyone. So, we should ask so, everyone. Here, can no, I, no, no, no. We've already asked everyone that matters. Well, yeah, but um, I, my, I, I want to ask Kyle. Oh, he might sure. Have a no, 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 no. Answer. Reasonable. His yeah. mood might have changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Kyle, it's been, a, it's been a minute. How, how have you been? Yeah. I'm I've been, not selling I've been us. pretty good. I got my first sale on my new job today. So, yeah, oh, great. nice. Good job. Hey, congratulations. Where, where, where is your current job, Kyle? So now that job? we've got all that out of the way. No, I yeah, no, 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 we no, moved on. Uh, no, so out my, of kayfabe, so, I want to know. I want to so know my, my, was, my, my birthday was this weekend. Shut the fuck weekend, up, I want to ask and Kyle. And it was a great time. <laughs> um, I, I, I went out and spent some good time with some friends. I, I'm going to throw another on-air recommendation for the Bar Delilah's and all of their wonderful accommodations. Nick, what was your experience like at Delilah's? I remember half of it. Fantastic. Kyle, how much of the evening do you remember? I remember 100% of it, and I had a great time. Awesome. And as another aside, because this podcast needs long ranting reviews about what we're not reviewing, um, oh the God. lot of us, besides Ben, 
went and saw the new Spider-Man film, and I loved it. My official review is that it's up there in the S tier with Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man 2, and the first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, Nick Kyle, what'd you guys think of it? I really enjoyed it. I had a good time at it. Um, I think I like the previous Spider-Man movies more, but this is solidly like an A-tier Marvel movie. Nice. Kyle? I'm with Matt. I thought it was an S-tier movie. It just was a very cohesive, well-thought-out film. Not much to complain about. So. Yeah, great, great. Sets up the thing. It does have a... Oh, I don't want to spoil that. Never mind. Uh, So, so Ben, uh, we're here to talk about some of the good albums this year. Uh, Tell me about the mental panic attack you had while listening to these top 15 albums today. Yeah, so I listened to all the albums in advance of the bottom half. And then I I went back to listen through them and I listened again today, just skimming through songs and various albums. And I did have sort of a bit of a panic attack because honestly, all the albums at this point are all really good Mm -hmm. and it's, it's really subjective. And why I noticed too, is that listening to albums on different days, I rank some of them way differently. Like based and on so, your mood on the two separate days. Yeah, but I I feel like the rankings I have now are pretty solid. So in ben, my top three, definitely, I feel very confident in. Did did you did you follow the path of proficiency ranks higher than enjoyment, like pure subjective fun or skill as your main your main pillar for your choices? I was like 75, 25 for the most part. It was just me enjoying the music. What did I enjoy more? But Mm -hmm. there were one or two bands where I was like, this isn't my thing, but I just like really appreciate it. And we're going to get to those. And, and, but I mean, I feel like, I I feel like if I enjoyed it in that way, it still counts as enjoying it. So a hundred percent. I think it's to me, one of the most beautiful things about metal is the, massive complexity that it can provide all within the same genre while doing so many different things that you can just be like wow this is impressive i don't necessarily love it but this is absolutely impressive and that can carry an album up into your top five top ten so we are going to get started with our first of the day but before we do that kyle can you give us a rundown of what bands we ranked last week all right starting with 35 it was the world is a something place it was a very long name 34 heart theory for the sky Boo. 33 sturgis simpson y'all 32 viral 31 significant point 30 Wormwitch. 29 panopticon kentucky. 20 <laughs> kentucky yeah 28, Wormwood. 27, Rockhampton. 26, Wolf King. 25, Woo. Bo Burnham. <laughs> 24, Harcock. You got it. You got that one, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you. 23, Still Bearing Hand. Death Metal. 22, Ghostbath. 21, Ungfell. Best Band Fong. 20, Storkren. 19, Dordzrit. 18, Tyler the Creator. 
better than DJ Khaled. True. 17, Bloodbound. And 16, Wheel. Hey, now that's we're going... Were you about to say roll into number 15? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to roll into Woo! our next choice, which for me, the, the top two here, I enjoyed them, but I felt like they were a slight notch below the ones we're going to get to. Next one is Stormkeep. I listened to wow. I, I listened to it and I enjoyed it a lot more the first time around. The more I listened to it, the more it sort of lost me. Uh, that's not to say that it's bad. I really liked it. Um, it it's a very uh, climactic feeling album. Uh, Tales of Other Time is the name of the album. Uh, there's like a real, there's like a breakthrough point in Journey Through Storms that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I really like how every song seems to have its own sort of riff midway through that it hits on. Uh, those little, I don't, I don't know what you call those, like breakdowns or something, but I, I really like how the band does that. It, it, it wasn't as even for me as some of the future mm-hmm. albums here in this list, but I did really enjoy them. Yeah, so this came in on Kyle's list, right? Yes. Where'd you have this on your list, Kyle? Somewhere in the middle. Oh, in the middle? Okay, and yeah. so can you t- tell us a little bit about Stormkeep? So Stormkeep, they are a melodic black metal band who throw in some dungeon synth as well from mm-hmm. Denver, Colorado. Wow, these guys, are, these guys are from Denver? I Yeah. I was like, I thought these were straight European dudes based on the music they made. I mean, the quality of black metal is very European. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of this album, Kyle? So we got Ben's kind of, he was even on it. It was good, but it could have been better. I kind of agree on that. Um, okay. But I just thought it was, oh, sorry. I just thought it was like really interesting what they're trying to do because black metal throwing in some fantasy and magic and ancient shit and medieval times is just really cool. It's not something you hear very often within that genre. That's more of a power metal thing. Yeah. So it, I thought it was just extremely interesting, especially the mix with the, like, the dungeon synth and the symphonics. It just elevated a little bit more. Um, but I kind of agree with Ben. Uh, it could have been a little bit more epic and it would have been even better. Nick, what did you think of this album? <laughs> so this is a little awkward um, because I think I like this album more than Kyle likes it. Oh, wow. Did you, you didn't have this on your top 10, did I, you? I did not, know. So I but made it was, a mistake you, and did not oh. give these guys a fair listen. I'm pretty sure I listened oh. to the first song and was like, eh, whatever. So for a little bit of context, my favorite melodic black metal band by a wide margin is Hoth. And these guys sound a lot like Hoth. There were True. there were a couple sections where I legitimately thought I was listening to a Hoth album and I don't yeah, know, man. 100%. I, I I fell in love I fell in love with these guys. I, I really heard it a lot, um, from the lead singer, the cadence and pace in which he delivers his vocals is almost exactly the same way the uh, lead vocalist from Hoth does as well. Um, it really, that, it really is to me the like the power metal version of black metal vocals yes. by not doing King Diamond vocals. Yes, True. I, I agree. I agree entirely. And not only that, a lot of the, the, the structures of their songs, um, a lot of their their riffs and bridges are all very similar to Hoth. Like when it comes mm-hmm. to metal black, this is the kind of metal black I'm into. So, yes, yeah. I made a mistake earlier this year. <laughs> Where would you have put this in your top ten? It's hard to say, but I'm pretty sure this slides into the top five somewhere. 
Wow, that's that's Ooh. high praise. Wow. So I, I really loved this album as well. I'm a big fan of melodic black metal, as most of my list usually tells people every year. Um, it would have, it was in my top 20. Um, it was probably my second favorite, like pure melodic kind of epic black metal album. There's really only one other band that did this kind of epic, uh, which was Mistra's Empire's Vanquished and Dismantled. Um, Gesundheit. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I really recommend checking that one out. It's like a Greek version of this, which is an intense thing. Um, but Stormkeep was incredible. And I genuinely, when I listened to Journey Through Snow, I looked at the title of the song and didn't look at the band and thought I was listening to Hoth. I was yeah. like, oh, it's about winter. I'm like, this is a Hoth album. And I was like, wait a minute. Um, the only reason this didn't make my top 10 was I don't think I listened to it enough times to appreciate it as much as I do now. But also a couple other bands did the same thing in a way I like just a little bit more. Uh, but we'll get, I think we'll get to one of those other albums uh, in a little bit here. And also, now, right. if you guys take a look at the album cover, it is straight power metal and it's wonderful. It oh, is. yeah. It is. It's it like, is. it's power evil. It's great, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and their last, their album from 2020, um, Galdrum, was really fucking good. So go check that out, everybody. So yeah, I gave them a four out of five, as well as the next band, which is More to Fearum, with their Ooh. album Preserved in Time. I thought this was a really nice album. I wish the music was about five percent faster and this would have ranked maybe five spots higher on wow this list. wow the, the um, remaining death metal is gonna be very interesting now uh-huh. yeah it it like it grabbed me and i enjoy it but i was like this is almost like top t- tippy tippy top tier but that's just my personal preference but really high quality uh music uh, so this nick had this on his list nick where'd you have it and tell us a little bit about more to fear him yeah, so I had these guys actually tied for number 10 with Wheel. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this album as well. Uh, these guys play uh, technically death metal, but they definitely uh, draw a lot of influence from doom metal as well. Yeah, yeah. They're very close to death doom, but they're like the slowest version of old school death metal you can play. Yeah, you're bas- they're basically playing death doom without it being death doom. They're like right yeah. on that line. Um Regardless of that, they're from uh, Olympia, Washington, and this is actually their second full-length album. Their first one came out in 2019. It was also very well-received. Yeah. I, I, Alter of Decay, their 2018 EP, was my EP of the year in 2018. It was 20, 2017. It, no, on, on fucking Spotify, it's 2018, but I agree with you, because you're looking it's, at yeah. metal archives. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't, don't tell them that. This is all from the head. I just know oh, these yeah, things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. No. Well researched. From the dome. From the dome. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, I also really like this album. It would have... It was in my, like, top 20 as well. Um, it's more yeah. of a fear. I, thought, I think they've released a better album. Um, or at least I think Alter Decay was better. Um, Disgorged by Psychic Depths. Uh, was like a kind of a simpler version of this album, which is really weird to say about the genre of music. Yeah, and I think that's why I like this album more, to be okay. honest. I mean, and not only that, I also like when it comes to quote unquote pure death metal, even though this is very doomy. Um, mm-hmm. I do I like my death metal slow and chuggy, um, really okay. heavy. That's uh, Steel Bearing Hand, which was on my list, is an exception to this rule, but they're death thrash, so you know. 
Uh, Kyle, what did you think of this new Mortiferum album? Um, I liked it quite a bit. It's in my top 20 as well. Uh, it's definitely a better album than uh, Discourse from Psychotic Depths. Um, in my opinion, it, it builds off of that as a base and just kind of blossoms from there. Um, I not much else I can say about it. Like, it's just a good stepping stone from the last album. So, All right, you know, respectable. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to follow that up. Another four out of five. It is Black Soul Horde with Horrors from the Void. What'd you uh, yeah, yeah, this one I described as like a harder wheel. Um, okay, I, I, yeah, kind of. I, I sort of yeah, see it. I, I, I feel like the only downside with the album is I feel like I was most into it at the start, and then as time goes on, I, I, I'm like, all right, I'm done, you know? Yeah. But, like, the highs that the album reaches are really dang high, and I find my, I found myself really enjoying the album. All right, so this was one of Nick's albums. Nick, where did it rank? And tell us a little bit about the band. Uh, this ranked, as I'm pulling up my list... Because I was looking at other songs. I, I appreciate that we've opened up today with two of Nick's bands, and the other one was one that Nick said he liked more than the person who chose yeah. it. So. Yeah, <laughs> we're, setting, it's quite on we're setting a standard of your of your taste. Uh, yeah. Band. So I I I, I love these guys. These guys were fantastic. This yeah. is actually a pretty late pick for me, but these guys wound up in number three on my list. Oh, uh, they play. I thought they were gonna get higher on yours, honestly. On mine. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely also enjoyed this album. It's just shocking for the genre. <laughs> yeah, no, Viral took my number one spot, and my number two spot is an album we have not yet talked about. But Ooh. with all of that out of the way, these guys play a mix of heavy and power metal. Um, it's actually a pretty popular trend in the heavy metal genre right now is kind of combining the two. But I think these guys do it in a way that a lot of others don't. And I like them even more than normal because they are straight out of Athens, Greece as well. And Hell yeah. Yes, they are. They're From the motherland. Yes, their 2013 album and their 2020 album were actually uh, based on Greek mythology and a lot of other Greek uh, culture. Yeah, a lot of Greek culture. Um, but this album, they actually decided to take it a completely different direction and take a more Lovecraftian approach to it, which is quite the departure. Yeah. yeah, quite the departure from the previous albums. It really, that, that, that sold this album to me so much. <laughs> yeah, kind of playing. Great, here, great here album state. name, Horrors from the Void. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the rest of this top 15 is exquisite album themes. Uh-huh. But these guys, you know, if you, if you enjoy a more upbeat, not necessarily happy, but I suppose high tempo, almost. Yeah. Uh, Again, jovial isn't the right word. I'm not sure what word well, wait, to use. Tri- we, I think we talked about this the other day, Nick. It's triumphant. Yes, this actually, is this yes. is this is this is trad. This is triumphant trad. 100%. If you had to give it its own uh, own genre, it's yeah. Thunder yeah, lyrical themes it, is valor. So uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Look at that. And not only that, and uh, and Matt and I have talked about this a lot. Um, but a lot of heavy metal. Some of the songs, they can all kind of sound the same, but on this album, in my opinion at least, every single song is distinct. Every single song yeah, that, has something going very on true. where like, this is a unique song, and every song stands on its own. That's, that, that one thing you just said, Nick, is exactly why this ranks so much higher on my... To- like If I was ranking all 35 of these, 
this would end up like on the opposite end of the list from viral because viral for me does has a little bit too much sameness where these guys kept me interested and they were singing about space squids space squids are so hot any thoughts uh kyle on horrors from the void uh i just want to reiterate like if you're not really a fan of the combination of heavy and power this is a breath of fresh air they do definitely do something different and it's just all i found to be quite enjoyable so and as you guys know this is not really my cup of tea but i will actually sit down and listen to these guys again which is high praise all right moving on is gonna be one of matt's picks what i'm i'm well aware no um this is an album that I feel like listening to again, I will like even more. But I got to say, from my mid-year roundup, there were two bands. One went way high and one went way low. Stortrin went from being one of my top albums of the year to being in the back half, which was in last week's episode. This guy went from an album that I just had a really hard time understanding and grasping earlier in the year mm-hmm. to an album that I very, very much enjoyed. And that's gone mage with their album, sudden deluge. Yeah. Um, I, I described the album and Matt, you'd be able to judge this better for me. Mm-hmm. I described it as feeling like a techno fucked up Alessandra. Uh, you mean Alessana? Alessana, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, yeah. they, he it's, he has the like that vibe of that of a person who listened to that music at least at some point in their life. So, so the one thing I will say, my one thing that I I had a hard time with in the album mm-hmm. is that it song to song did not feel very cohesive to me. Okay. And 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 I and. I think that that was probably known in advance, but I feel like this is the one album where listening to the songs individually as opposed to as a part of an album, I actually enjoyed them more because they're each so unique and so their own thing. I think it works better as like one-off songs versus as an album, which you can't make money that way, really. Um... But but I, I I love the creativity he had in this. I probably wrote more notes about Gone Mage than I did any of the other albums in here, just yeah. because every song has like its own hook to it and yeah. its own thing that it's doing differently. Uh, one of my favorite songs was, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, was Gumubulong. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, it, it, it gave me real uh, Surf and Dead vibes. Yeah. Which was, yeah. Um, I really like the riff in No Corpse Found. Yeah, No, uh, no, no Corpse Found is fucking sweet. Yeah, it's also the it's longest great. song on the album. Second longest song. Uh, I, I really enjoyed Wisteria Sights, especially mm-hmm. how it ends. I thought that was super cool. Um pixel expedition a lot of fun and also the opening to delirium <laughs> i almost wish that, that was the whole song because it was so cool how everything breaks down as the song keeps going yeah um or, or like the pixely sounds one of the big things that i didn't uh like as much 
in his album release from earlier this year was that the music was very it was deliberately like a cacophony of noise mm-hmm. and yet there are these very obviously like atari noises that i can recognize from you know certain game systems or whatever yeah and it took me a bit out of it and i know that's a that's a bin world problem um but i feel like the chiptune music he used here like worked a lot better Okay. And I feel like it was integrated a lot better, and he played. Or I don't want to say he played around with it a lot more because I'm sure he did plenty in 2021. But for my uneducated ears, he played around with it more, and it was just a really fun experimental album. And mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to listen to it again, but I want to. And it's another one where I feel like if I listen to it again, I like it even more. Uh, it's it feels like it's ranked low on this list, but it's not. I really, really liked it. It's just that from like what my ears were tuned to, I, I veered in a slightly different direction. But but this was really great. Right, so I, I'm gonna let Nick and Kyle talk about their opinions first before I uh, tell you what I ranked this and how much I like it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you go ahead and take the lead, Kyle. Okay, so. So Gamage is not a band that I would go out of my way for, but it can't be understated how creative this guy is and how much work he puts into his music, considering he pumped out two albums this year. Oh, um, no, Kyle, Kyle, he pumped out nine. He pumped out nine albums this year? So, so this, this, this guy's name is Gary Brents. Uh, he released an album from his band, Carnier, called uh, Pain Gel Purification. He released two Gone Mage albums, Mystical Extraction, Sudden Deluge. He released two EPs from his um, other black metal band, Homesick, uh, and he released another album from his de- his solo death metal project, Solo Moth, uh, Stasis Cocoon, uh, and they're all fan fucking tastic. I I like Homesick more than I like Solo Mouth, but I think the internet likes Solo Mouth more than Homesick, and and Carnier and Gone Major are fucking outstanding. So okay, this guy is an absolute machine. I have nothing but respect for him. Yeah, most of these are solo projects as well. Yeah, yeah. Carnears with one other person, but he does all the instruments. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't understate how great these song titles titles are. Like "Person of a Gaudy Unlivable Present," that title is amazing. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. Um, again, I want to reiterate: like this guy, he is almost he is a creative genius it's just gommage them itself it's not something i'll go out of my way for but i did like this album i thought it was very creative and interesting all right nick what did you think of this album i liked it i did not like it as much as you <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah i mean I, you know there's nothing i can really say that hasn't been said already it's obvious that this man is just incredibly creative and obviously incredibly dedicated to making music and so just hats off sir to you um on my mid-year roundup i actually had kind of a power metal uh, sort of parallel to this guy in azagoth pendragon yes um he unfortunately did not make my top 10 list and i liked that more than i liked gone mage um how, how I, did you think between the two albums? Because my the mid year had his first release, and this is his second album, Sun Deluge. I I did enjoy this one more. Okay, um, but this one this one also gave me a lot more, I guess, black metal vibes. Yes, um, I think the black metals and the 
yeah, we'll get we'll get to it. Um, yeah, it, it, it definitely gave me a lot more black metal vibes. And the, the entire time I was listening to it, I'm like, yes, this this album was made specifically for Matt. Yeah. So speaking of how specifically this was made for me, this was my album of the year. Uh, and full transparency, because our link to our SoundCloud is on the Bandcamp page for it. Um, I did some guest vocals on the album, very like mild backing vocals, but like that aside, irregardless of that, this was a hundred percent my album of the year. Um, I think this is the best example of a sophomore album from a band doing something new. Um, a lot of the time, and we've all have experienced it with bands. They, you hear their first album and you're genuinely like, you're shocked. Like the album is more surprising than it is outstanding, but the excitement that comes from hearing a sound you hadn't really heard before can really generate a lot of excitement. And that sophomore release is the thing that tells you whether the effort and the surprise was actually worth it. And I think Sudden Deluge proved that the Gone Mage formula worked. Um, I think you guys all kind of pointed it out that the chiptune and the black metal were more integrated more uh melded together and more present um instead of being two kind of separate entities at war with one another on the album um and cool and frankly and i think which is really cool is that kind of mirrors the story on the album um and between it and the first one where i think ben i don't know if this is necessarily intentional but on uh mystical extraction the character is kind of starting his journey from the larger than life thing he was as he kind of falls into this world which i think is a is a great way of pointing out that what was happening in that album that's why we heard more sounds that were referential of traditional video games where in, on sudden deluge the character the gone mage um has stepped into this world and is slowly falling uh and drifting away and changing um and at, on the course of the album there's actually a full story that goes on um, where the Gone Mage character goes through this kind of out-of-body experience within death, where his where his spirit and, and essence is being transformed. I don't want to do this the story ju- injustice here because I'm not as versed in it at the moment, but it really has a a exploration as he kind of falls into delirium, with delirium being. Uh, where in story he ends up the character is like trapped in like basically a transformative cocoon inside a mental delirium uh, which i think was really beautifully thrown throughout the song especially with the intro into what is arguably like the heaviest black metal part of the album which is the break off the introduction to delirium um i think uh i also love galuglanalan however the fuck you say it um that that's the song I'm on because it's fucking cool. Um, she, Gamubulon. Yeah, Gamubulon. I think one of the, well, actually one of my favorite things that came out of this album, outside of the immense enjoyment I got from listening to it, uh, was finding about finding out about Lunar Cult. They do the kind of outro uh, track that's pure uh, dungeon synth uh, scrying. Um, that was like a really beautiful part of the album, and like when I listened to it, I was almost sad that he didn't also make it. But I was really pumped because then I got to find an outstandingly good uh, electronic artist. Um, I think the lyrics on this album are fucking cool. Um, the album artwork is... I don't know if I would call it my favorite album artwork of the year. But it's definitely the happiest album artwork of the year. Because the characters almost look like Pokemon that the God Mage is attacking. 
uh, but it's just different enough. And uh, actually, I, I think his Mystical Extraction cover art is still my favorite of the year. But this is like a firm number three. I, I love this album. It's my album of the year. I could listen to it all year long. It was my most listened to album on Bandcamp. And I can tell. everything else can we're going to talk about is going to be worse than this. Uh, so, Ben, hit us with your number. I would like to make one last comment before that. 11. Yes, Kyle, go. Uh, Gone Mage is better than Azagoth Pendragon. I could, Damn yes. right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, it is. Both yeah. Gary, the, lead, the, the man behind it, is a better person. You know, that actually might be true, but um, that's for a different podcast. Yes. All right. <laughs> we are now going to move on to the next one on our list. This is the album where I was like, this does not really interest me conceptually. Okay. But this is just so high quality that that I, I just got to put it up here. Um, like I probably enjoy, I definitely enjoyed listening to Gone Mage more, okay. but this one, I, oh, I didn't set out to dislike it, but I was like, there's no chance I like this. And I ended up liking it so much. I had to put it up here. That is devoured by the Oak. And, it, <laughs> and it's the fact that they're able to convey it's a metal album about trees with the album is pretty great. But I mean, it's. It's my notes as they go on get increasingly incredulous. <laughs> it, it, it just get increasingly incredulistic where it's like, oh my God, this is actually this good. Um, I probably my favorite song was Une Caronne de Branche, yeah. uh, which is French for a crown of branches. Oh, okay. Um, I had no idea. I was just about to ask. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it has a lot of weight behind it. It builds super well. Mm -hmm. It's a really well structured song. I mean, these are, you know, 20-minute songs because some are two parts. And I I don't lose interest in it the whole time. It feels more like a movie soundtrack at times than yes. a metal album. But it was really, really good. Um, so props to wood metal, tree metal. So this, is, this was my number six album of the year uh, ahead of uh, Wolf King and two albums we haven't talked about yet, which I'm super excited about. They, they made it this far. Uh, but Combard was an album that I fell in love with with such a passion. It almost made it much higher on my list. If I didn't like Ungfell's aesthetic so much, this might have taken their spot on my list. Um, they play epic atmospheric folk black metal. Um, I think compared to Panopticon, this is the exact version of this kind of folky, epic black metal that I want that takes place in a very na natural, natural environment. Um, and it is all just about fucking trees, man. Uh, green moss embracing my skin, taking away my thoughts. That's how I felt about this goddamn album. Um, and Ben, the first time I listened to it, the first thing that came to my head is this sounds like a movie soundtrack and all i wanted to do was watch that movie yes absolutely uh nick and kyle what'd you guys think of this album oh these guys are also from geneva switzerland and this is their third album it's fucking awesome man dude this is some kick-ass atmospheric black metal i tell mm -hmm. you what this was i was very pleasantly surprised by this um yeah, so th their sound reminds me a lot of uh, Summoning, but also Eldemar. And it really feels like they kind of just smushed those two together. 
made this amazing album. I definitely think, I mean, in my opinion, at least they lean a lot more on the Eldemar side because yep. they both have this very grandiose sound to them. This, this, this almost not quite epicness because that implies more like power metally galloping, but like this, this size to the music is yep. I think, the best way to describe it. Um, and it's it's fantastic. It they like all good Atmo. Um, thank you, Blaine, from Banger TV for this. Mm -hmm. But uh, all good Atmo, you either, if you pay attention to it, you're rewarded. And if you don't pay attention to it and it's in the background, you're still having a good time. That's fantastic black, or atmospheric metal. Yeah, I, I, I firmly agree. And the other uh, the other famous Atmo bland I relate them to is Kaladin Brew, um, who have only one album out, but it's fucking, it has the very similar kind of that galloping aspect to it where you feel like you're traveling as the album goes on where to me summoning is like you're just in a place watching um and cal and ken bard and Calden brood both take you on a journey um kyle where where would you where how would you think of this album where who, oh, about I, what who oh i really enjoyed this album as well like at certain points it legitimately sounded like i was listening to summoning <laughs> but that's not yeah. a bad thing um yeah. like I really enjoy summoning as well. Um, I know you guys don't really care for them. Um, another band I would also... Uh, Matt told me he doesn't care for summoning that much. Oh, I, um, like I, I like them. I just don't love them. And they're lo they have so many fans that it's like... I feel like I can't just mediocre Oh, you gotta them. You gotta stay underground. I get it. Yeah. I, yeah. They're, they're a little too mainstream for me. Not yeah. enough true cult. Yeah, you have, like, an aesthetic. you have an aesthetic to maintain. Yeah. I, got, no, I gotta for, keep it deep. For sure, for sure. But another band I'll also relate them to, just based on lyrical theme as well, uh, is Ashbringer. Both of them talk okay, about nature. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Nature they also, is great. They also got some winter filler vibes. True. Um, when they're not leaning into the atmospheric part, yeah, I can get that winter yeah. filler vibes. But yeah, all, overall, they're great. I, I really enjoyed this album. Yeah, one last thing I'll say about it is the real one of the real highlights for me is the drumming. And I think that the drumming and the sound of the drumming leads to that absolutely massive sound. Like I, I could imagine listening to this album out of like movie theater speakers and it being like mind blowingly good. So Ben hit us with your number 10. You're the big, this is the big top 10 of the year. How contentious was this top 10 Ben? It, it sort of came in like, blocks like my top three stayed my top three four through six stayed four through six okay but you know generally tier wise i feel like i stayed pretty consistent this next one sort of like with devoured by the oak it, it, it was i i can't get rid of this album and i feel <laughs> like i shouldn't like it as much as i do but i do and that is frozen soul wow okay on my mid-year roundup and it's pretty much the same again uh, except with a lot more albums so i guess it technically moves up um i actually liked it more the second time around it, it's just it's so grungy you know so grungy and icy it's ice metal yeah uh, it's ice metal was this on both you and kyle's list yes, yes it was all right, where was it on your list, Nick, and where was it on your list, Kyle? I think it felt like a number four for me. This was number six for me. All right, so so not not your best album of the year, but what did you two guys think about the bolt thrower 
that is cold? Well, so first, uh, as we kind of talked about already, they play death metal. Um, <laughs> in case that wasn't clear. They, they play death metal. It sounds exactly like a band called Blo- Bolt Thrower, but it's a little bit cleaner. It's very similar, but they're from Fort Worth, Texas, and this is actually their first uh, full-length album. They have had a bunch of splits and singles and demos out there, but they they got signed and promptly released this. Um, but With this reason. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. But this is, man, this is my kind of death metal. I tell you what. It's like, it's icy. Absolutely. They're singing yeah. about snow and shit. Like, there's, I forget the name of the song, but there's a section where it's literally just the sound of a man getting stabbed repeatedly. Oh, twist with, the knife? Yes, with nothing else going on. And it's, it's just fucking it's incredible. Just amazing. It's amazing. But it's it's slow, it's heavy, but it's dirty as fuck. It is grimy. It is almost slimy. Like, it is some gross, cold death metal. And it is... It's they slick. deserve all the praise. They deserve all the praise they're getting mm-hmm. for this. They, they uh, really do. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah their, their show album. sold out in like an hour in Chicago. It was bullshit. Yep. I'm so sad about that. My friends played and they couldn't even get me in because it was so packed. Yeah, it's... On a I, Tuesday. Yeah, on a Tuesday. With Sanguasugabog. Fuck! I'm still yeah, sad. I, uh, I, have, I have very, very high hopes for these guys. This is just mm-hmm. an outstanding freshman album. And I, I, want, I, I hope, want these... I want these guys to gone mage so bad. <laughs> yeah, actually though, I really, really hope they're able to maintain the momentum and can keep releasing music like this. Because this is, man, the the old school death metal wave we're riding right now is just mm-hmm. so good. God, what did you think of this album? I mean, obviously they're in my top ten, so I fucking love this album. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, just straight chugging death metal about you know being frozen in ice and skeletons and black magic and all that shit the album artwork is amazing it's just a horde of skeletons coming out of a dark hole <laughs> it's great yeah yeah this, um, this this album's the definition of rad it is rad it is this is the only time i accept the word rad being used and rad the opening They're cool uh, can't explain enough the opening song will just get you moving it really so does. Yeah, if you, I, the, it, the opening song is I, probably... Ripped of Ice. Yeah, I think it might be the best song on the album. And if it's not, it's it's the most necessary song of the album. Yeah, if I, that makes sense. I, yeah, I, if, if Crypt of Ice wasn't where it was on this album, it wouldn't be nearly as incredible. I think whoever produced this and helped, helped Frozen Soul make sure this album was laid out like a fucking gem is a real real masterclass. And if they For if they real. produced and did all of that themselves, they're fucking they're, they're magical. They're they're magical men. Yeah. Um, the and only song know, I think's better than Crypt Device is uh, Encased in Ice. I really like Encased in Ice. That's a, that's a great song. Agreed. It's very chilly. It is. And, you know, kind of as a last note on these guys, um, at least in this group and I and I see it a bit in the larger metal community, we have opinions on intro tracks. Mm-hmm. Um these guys do. <laughs> Let's not forget that these guys also have a one-minute intro in their song "Crypt of Ice" before it gets going. Like, yeah. and they—the fact that they're able a chugging death metal album is able to pull that off, and not only pull it off, but have it enhance the album as a whole. Just, I'm, I'm so excited for their future. Just excellent job, guys. Keep it up. Yeah. 
Well, they might be a frozen soul, but they've warmed our hearts. And on that note, we're going to move on to my next pick, which... Number nine. I feel like this one has survived far longer than it had any right to. Oh, man. It is MF Doom Sarface. Yeah! 15 other people <laughs> with the album Super What. I gave... Uh, I, I gave this one uh, and the last two four and a quarter out of five it's so strange that it has a really it it comes together very beautifully honestly not unlike a gone mage in some weird roundabout way it feels very in wrestling terms it feels very Danhausen-y oh yes Um, I agree agree with that that is that is the intention here yeah, and, and, and I'm not saying that just because this album is filled with wrestling references. Yeah, like, to the brim. To the brim. Um, and speaking of wrestling, I did see Dan Housen at the airport. I, I rode on a flight with him. Hey, very nice. Very evil. Yeah, I didn't bother him because I'm not an asshole. Um, Yay! Yay! So, Don't so bother this, people in the airport. This was Brennan's number three of the year. Um, I I really I think I'm the the only other person who likes this album, so uh, I'll talk about it before Nick and Kyle get to take a tear at it. Um, Super What is the second collaborative album between Sourface and MF Doom. Um, this album actually was released uh, post ominously for MF Doom as he passed. Um, one of the most legend, uh, just to speak about MF Doom for a second, he's one of the most legendary British rappers, um, to, ex- to ever exist. And he did something with his sound, the way he delivers his, his cadence, the way he flows rhymes together, the way he uses lyrics has always been outstanding. Um, and I think on an album like this, where he's collaborating with a young talent who is doing something similar and in like in a similar aesthetic and pop culture vein as an MF Doom, uh, it was one of the most outstanding collaborations. I think a lot of fans out there uh, prefer their 2018 release, uh, Zarface Meets Metal Face, which is their first collaboration before um, the passing of Doom. Uh, but this one, honestly, I think, it, while not necessarily as incredible as uh, Zarface Meets Metal Face, this would have ended up probably in my top 20 um, had I listened to it more and more earlier in the year when it came out. Um, and in the general community, it was received very well. Got 8 out of 10s and 7 out of 10s, generally speaking. Um, I think it's really good. I think the features are fantastic as well. Uh, and just the fact that the, the back half is just pretty much purely Zarface and MF Doom is one of the best things about it because those two guys can't tear it up, so to speak. Uh, Nick All and right, Kyle. Nick, Kyle. Let's start with Kyle. Kyle, what do you think? Oh, man. Um... <laughs> So all this right. was the second album that I could not listen all the way through. I got through wow. three songs. Yeah. Um, I thought the first two songs just blended together into one. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of bored. And the third song really did nothing for me. So I'm like, I just can't do this. Um, nothing against Brendan. You got two out of five albums and uh, to make me like. Uh, okay. So if you're a salesman, you hit 40% and that makes you a rock star. All right. Hell yeah, Brennan, you rock star. Yeah, you champion. Biggest fan. Forty yeah. percent closing rate. So, so for me, you know, th- this is one of those albums that I really wanted to like, 
Okay. Um, but I, I really think it's just an issue of, of medium and genre for me. Um, okay. I, I, I tried so hard to vibe with it. Like I listened to this album like a couple of times, just trying to like get it, you know, but I just, just, there's just some block between me and what it is that they're doing. Like, I, so I really, how, how did Jason and the Zargonauts not make it into you? <laughs> um, so, so Nick, what you're telling me is that you, you, you got so far. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. a start. Yep. But, in the end, it didn't really matter. No, no. Just like all of the wrestling references in their music didn't make a difference. I, I was happy to hear them, and I'm like, I'm glad this man not only watches but is promoting wrestling. But I I just I just couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brennan. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's all right. We we pillory our biggest fans. We yeah. try and drive them away. Oh, yeah. good. Okay, we're at a fifty well, percent success rate. Fifty percent yeah. success rate. Yeah. Well, Brennan, um, that shit pick. So let, let's conti- let's continue to alienate people. Well, it seems like Nick's the one with his hands in his pockets, like Orange Cassidy, as he's Hell leaving. Yeah. Super what and moving to our next album, which for me was the presumably French band Passeisme <laughs> yeah. with the album Eminence. Gave it a four and a quarter out of five. Um, first thing I wrote was angry yelling. Yes. Um, but yeah, really intense, uh, very all-consuming soundtrack. I listened to this first, and I had it ranked lower. And okay. then I, the oh, more wow. I listened to it, the more I enjoyed it because i felt like i wasn't giving it a fair shot and i wasn't um yeah this one really resonated with me it's another album where i do think the start of the album is is a bit stronger and and it sort of it doesn't lose me but i'm like my enjoyment peaked with song one okay um but i i love just the cacophony of the noise and and the rhythm of the music is almost like like celtic rock or something it, it's very offbeat not, not offbeat but like off the beaten path very um almost like using metal but with a folky beat if that makes sense yes and um, i i think there's yeah. a reason for that when you understand the band's band's origin because this is a russian band from like the middle of nowhere in russia specifically oh. playing french style black metal about french poetry That's so awesome. there's yeah there is this kind of layered kind of folky kind of like i don't know like tune to it throughout the whole piece which really captured my ear um this was another pick that came to me from the order of the black arts on facebook uh someone sent i i was requesting more french style folky kind of medieval style black metal which is one of the ways you can describe the aesthetic of this album, which is medieval black metal, which is just kind of the traditional old school black metal that came out of France, just with a layer of rawness tilted back. So it's a little bit more cleaner and more folky and fun. Um, yeah, this, these guys really, really blew it up. I heard Chant of uh, Parade first uh, and it blew me away. But I, I, I agree with you, Ben, where some of the songs I'm like, I've like I've I've had this vibe going on for the last seven minutes, and I want a little bit of a break. Um, but yeah, that's a but great this way of was 
This was like, I wanted off Mr. Bones' wild ride, but the ride was so fun, I stayed on. And it was always worth getting to the end of this album, even though where, it- Where did it, where did it rank for you? This was technically my number 12 pick. It was one of my oh, two honorable mentions due to the overlapping of Frozen Soul between Nick and uh, Kyle. And I was very happy to be able to include it because it's probably, despite uh, Ailhorak, um making a better, more dynamic album, this was some of my favorite um, medieval black metal out of the year outside of Ungfell. Uh, Nick and Kyle, right. what do you think of Passame and their album uh, Eminence? And this is their first full length, by the way. Oh, I did not know that. This is this is a really good album, man. I you know there's, there's not much more to say on it. Um, my it's it's a top twenty album for me. Okay. Um, it would have been in my in contention for top ten, except I okay. do not like this style of black metal vocals. The the maintained airy howling style where it sounds like he's just kind of yelling and howling into a mic for an hour um his his throat must be fucked i th- yeah. what i love about this is it does really sound like the person singing is hurting themselves which is like to me a feature yeah, I, I mean i don't mind that like there's other the other black metal vocal styles that i i like a lot more than this mm-hmm. um yeah that's that's honestly my only real critique and that's literally just a personal, like, just stylistic preference. Beyond that, I adore the instrumentation on this album. It yep. was incredibly uh, engaging. Um, I love the fact that even though, like, they're pretty firmly, like, French black metal slash medieval black metal, they also had a lot of, like, uh, galloping riffs um, mm-hmm. as well. Which and I think is, is reminiscent of their of their Russian influence because it's maybe. from Russia. Yeah, maybe, because uh, some of the songs were kind of pushing on, like, melodic black metal side of things. Yeah, I think I think I think where a lot of other uh, medieval black metal bands lead lead harder into the epicness, these guys kind of pull it back a little bit, which changes their sound to that more galloping kind of punchy in the throat. Yeah, it was cool. It was a good album. Do recommend. Kyle, Kyle, talk. I really enjoyed this album. Uh, For I actually also enjoyed the vocals. Uh, Like in my opinion, in a different light than you, Matt, where you know it sounds like it hurts. To me, it actually reminds me of the hardcore band Integrity. Yes. Um, okay, I hear that. <laughs> yeah. Um, just the way they present the vocals, like the airiness, you know, almost howling, but and almost yelling into the mic instead yeah, of like. It's almost yeah. It's almost like he has the cadence as if he's talking at you, but he's screeching through a void of death. Yes. Um, instrumentation is fantastic. Uh, almost at certain points, not even black metal it was just you know they just want to shred <laughs> um, yeah which is always a good time very true um i do enjoy my shredding as you know <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's all around really good uh i would put it in my top 20 uh it's oh, I, not much else i can say about it all right it's fun it's fun hit us with that all number right. seven ben lucky number the, seven the, this is a big one this is the last four and a quarter out of five so after this we have Four at four and a half, two at four point seven five, and one at five stars. Wow! Ooh, under fifty. Ooh. So this one is actually a bit of a uh, downer for this artist because last time we talked, 
This was my album of the mid-year, and wow. that is Spectral Wound. Wow. Yeah, oh, my God. My predictions are shattered. A, yeah, with the album A Diabolical Thirst. Um, I feel like there were just so many other good albums this year, and so many albums that did not the same thing as Spectral Wound, but similar-ish things that I, I feel like it, it sort of made it not less special, but I, I think it took something away from it. I really liked it before, but this time I was listening to it through like several albums mm-hmm. and I didn't even recognize it when it came on. I was like, yeah, this is okay. And then I listened to it again and I was like, okay, I do really like this still, but it's not a it didn't have that I want to say hook but sort of like a hook to it like like when we're talking about uh, passeism which which is I'm, I'm butchering that pronunciation I'm fluent in French so je suis désolé en avance but um, with spectral wound it doesn't have like how with passeism they have the uh, that 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 sort of beat that we were talking about you know the sort of like rollicking it doesn't have that thing that sort of sets itself apart it's probably the best of that I, I think I described it in the mid-year roundup as if you need someone to be like this is the standard I still agree I think that this is sort of like the standard for this type of music but it didn't hook me the same way this time around. Yeah, so this was my number five. And what was this for you, Kyle? Number one. Wow. Oh, okay. So, Kyle, Kyle you, you take the lead here on Spectral Wound. All right. Spectral Wound. They are a Canadian black metal band from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Hell yeah. Um, French oh, Canada yeah. for life. Yeah. So, you know, of course, they got that French influence. I just really enjoy this album. It's just fast-paced throughout. Uh, crazy riffs high-pitched squealing vocals that actually do not sound like it's hurting him yep. which is impressive it's just all around great uh i can't really say much more about it it's just all around fun yeah it's a fun album they, they they take such a like a brittle cold sharp sound and they make me have a such a good time with it um fair lucifer sad relic and soul destroying black debauchery are some of my favorite songs of the year especially within this style of black metal there's only a few other albums that could have fought for its position on my list when it comes to kind of who did it this sound the best um and they they won out for me by the end of the year with being one of the few albums i wanted to listen to more than once uh, or like more than like with like a planned out intent to go back and listen to them uh, nick what did you think of spectral wound I, I liked it, you know. Um, <clears throat> it definitely it didn't make my top ten. Uh, it's definitely a top twenty album. Um, like you guys said, it was a really fun album. But for me, when it comes to black metal, I kind of like my black metal dipping into other genres. Um, okay. Or being, so, that's fair. You or, don't like that true cult? Not always, unless they're doing something exceptionally well. Like, and I mean exceptionally well. It's honestly, it's the same way you feel about uh, heavy metal. Mm-hmm. I feel about black metal. Um, I, I just need them to do something 
not different, maybe different, and that's where the other genres kind of come in, which is why I, I really enjoy, like, you know, Panopticon so much, or maybe the more melodic, mm-hmm. so like Hoth or Stormkeep. But these guys, they are straight black metal. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but for me, I like a little little, little extra spice on top, you know, a little, Ooh, little, yeah. little extra cherry. That's that. That is my with that with that pick. My top seven is is out of the game. Oh I, wow! I'm I'm hoping one of my bottom two picks here, bottom three picks, makes it into your uh, into your list. You uh, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. My, yeah. My my number two album is still in contention. I have no oh, idea shit. how. I have wow. I I just I yeah. have well I kind of same with my number two. Oh man, this is this is stressful. Ben, keep keep us going, buddy. All right, this next one is, I, I, I feel like if there was any album from here on out where I'm like I'm not sure if it belongs here, but I did really like it, it'd be this one. It's a four and a half out of five. For me, I just didn't listen to this one again because this one's probably the hardest album to listen to multiple times over. And that is Hooded Menace with the Tritonus Bell. I give a four and a half out of five. It's when I first listened to this album, I actually didn't like it so much because I was like, oh, my God, it just each song just keeps going and going. It's like it's never ending. And then I listened to it under the idea of, okay, imagine each song is like a mini album. (laughs) And I listen to it that way, where it has a beginning, middle, and end, and then there's callbacks to earlier parts of the song later on. And from that respect, I really liked it. It's a very complex song. Each of the songs in the album are are very deep uh, and intertwined. And so I really enjoyed listening to it as if it was a sort of a... Not as if it was a soundtrack, but as if the music was a movie if that makes any sense it totally does and this was uh nick's pick so nick hit us with those thoughts and knowledge yeah so this uh <clears throat> this ended up as number nine on my top 10 list um i love hooded menace man these guys are death doom phenoms i tell you what I just every album they release is banger after banger but they're from finland um and they their first release was in 2008 and since then they've been releasing an album about every two to three years give Mm -hmm. or take um this album in particular though really drew from the heavy metal genre more than some of their other um Mm -hmm. albums did uh i mean it's very obvious considering their last song is a wasp cover song yeah Uh, (laughs) they really leaned into it yeah, they weren't uh, they weren't hiding it at all. But no, this 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 album takes a lot more heavy metal influences um, onto it, especially when compared to their previous album, their 2018 release, which is just it's just straight death doom. Like there's yeah, no pure end or buts, but it's pure death doom. It's heavy and it's chugging. This album this album kind of had some lightness to it, um, a bit of, a bit of upbeats, which is weird for death doom. It's very strange, and it it actually got some mixed reviews among the community because of that. Generally mm-hmm. beloved. But the dissenters kind of pointed out, like, you know, just the weird, the odd dichotomy between uh, the heavy metal influences and then just the death doom genre as a whole. Um, it's, it's not like black metal that kind of just goes into everything, no problem. Death doom is really somewhat monolithic, in my opinion. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of has to be played on its own or you're not really doing the thing because it breaks up the 
kind of like enveloping atmosphere of it. And I think Could It Menace is a band that's just so good they managed to do it. Um, this is a band, this is an album I really liked. I really liked it, but I didn't love it. Um, I've never been a huge Hooded Menace fan, um, but I like this more than their 2018 release because I think they kind of opened up the sound a little bit. And I think it makes it a little bit more engaging, even though it is very, you know, like a desolate wall around you that's very encompassing and chugging. Uh, but I think unlike Ben, I, I kind of stayed bored during some of the songs. Instead of kind of like coming around and be like, this is just a contained narrative song. Yeah. I, it never I really got like, to that point. I, I feel like you have to be in the right mood for this one. Mm-hmm. Like, like this one, I really, really enjoyed listening to while I listened to it. But like it takes a lot to actually listen to it. Um... Yeah, yeah. J- just because, I mean, it, it's like the density of four albums in one, which is really cool, but you know, also high barrier to entry. Kyle, what do you think? Um, I kind of agree with you that that was a high barrier of entry. Um, Death Doom in itself is not something I can, you know, just sit down and listen and enjoy it. Um, I kind of have to be in the mood for it. Um, that was That's the biggest problem I have with Hood of Menace. I have to be in the mood to listen to them. Um, yeah. yeah, because when I first tried to listen to this album... I couldn't do it, but the second time it was a little bit better um, because I kind of had to. <laughs> um, but like, it's a good album. It's it's just gets dragged out a little bit, and that's my biggest issue with it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of I'm kind of there with you, Kyle. Great album though. Uh, check out the lead singer's side project, Hail Conjurer. They're kind of awesome. All right, let's move on then. There's. So out of the remaining ones, I have two blocks. This is there's, the top five. This is the this best of the year right here. Top six. That was your number six pick oh. with Hooded Menace. So this is your top was, five. Okay. Um, According to so Kyle's com- counting. So coming up next is, I believe, a French band, even though the name of the band is German? Question mark? <laughs> I don't know. Don't hate me, Europe. This is Canon and Fiber, Fiber, uh, with the album Minchin Mule. What a what a fun, weird, wacky album. Yeah, it's album mixed in with historical sounding German audio. It's like a it's like a it's, it's all, like a Nazi military it's all, album. It's all music from World War One, I, I believe, right? Or is it World War Two? Oh, World War One. Yeah. It's okay. World War One. This is the Great War. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be insensitive. It comes from a place of ignorance. Um, but no, it's just a really fun album. I don't, I don't know how to describe it better than fun. They, they take a really weird concept, which is apparently World War One. Metal, and then they just roll with it whole hog, and they deliver on that the whole time. I feel like their integration of the historical audio is really good, and it keeps everything fresh, and it makes stuff feel like it means more than it probably actually does. Uh, the sudden breaks in songs like Grabbin' Later are really cool. Um, I've loved Grabbin' Comp. Like, listen to the names of these songs, you know? Like, that's just fun, too. Just 
The whole album I just really enjoyed, and because of that I probably looked into this one a bit less deep than some of the others, but I just, I just had a good time with it. So Kyle, this was your pick. Where did this come on your list? Number five. Um, yeah. Oh, hey. it, 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 it kind of switched backs between four and five. Um, I really <laughs> enjoyed this album. <laughs> um, just because of the historical aspect, they literally do what 1914 wants to do, but just blows them out of the water. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, so uh, these guys are from Bavaria, Germany. Uh, oh. the, yes, uh, Bamberg, yeah, Bavaria, Bamberg. Germany. Yeah, so it gives a German perspective on World War One, which is really cool. Um, and they actually use uh, like old school like radio uh, from World War One. It sounds like I could be completely wrong, but the audio mix on it is just wonderful. Uh, they play a mixture between black and death metal. Um, the vocal range with the lead vocalist is insane. Um, great riffing. It's just an all-around fun album, in my opinion. And Ben. If you actually paid attention to the names uh, of the songs, uh, if you look at Ings Niemensland, that means in no man's land. And no man's land is the area between both trenches, if you didn't know that. Well, that, that much I know, but I don't speak in the German. This yeah. the Deutsch. This was a fantastic album, and these in the album photo these guys have on Metal Archives is one of my favorite things in the world. Um, the band's name means Cannon Fever. Um, that's it, it's, awesome. It's just a good fucking time, like you said, Ben. Um, the only reason this didn't rank higher is this was another one that like I listened to once and was like, I, I don't know if I'm if I want to put on Canon Fiver right now, ever again. Um, but every time right. I every time I listen to him, like, oh, it's like I have so much fun listening to it that I forget about it, and then I don't listen to it again. And so like today, this morning when I listened to it on my way to work. Uh, it's really fun. I almost wish it was more black metal um, than the death mm. metal. Because the death metal parts are some of the times where I'm like, all right, let's keep it going here. Uh, but the history and the story is beautifully, beautifully done. But I think also Nick had, has a point about why this album kind of doesn't hit as highly for him. And I completely agree with him, but he says it better. So, Nick, talk about your opinion on this album. <laughs> Yeah, this is a fun album, like you guys said. Uh, y- y'all covered pre- most of my opinions on it. Um, and this would have been one of my preferred albums of the year, except for the fact, and this is like the only time that I feel this way, that it's not in English. And I say that because, and I mean, Kyle actually outright said it, that you know they're, they're talking about war- events in World War I, the perspective of Germany in World War I. They're telling you a story in pretty much all of their songs. And because of that, I feel like I'm missing a key part of the music, right? Yeah. I, I can enjoy all the instrumentation. I can enjoy how the lead singer uses his voice as an instrument, but I literally cannot understand him. So I yeah. cannot enjoy the story being told to me. And I and I feel like that's such an important part to this album that I, I, I know I'm not enjoying it as much as I can. And because of that, I can't rate this super highly. I can respect that. I can never understand any lyrics in metal. So for me, that affected nothing. And the fact that I could at least pick up, it was like war metal. I, I feel like it counts. Um, but I would like to add one more thing. Yes. If you take a look at the album artwork, 
it looks like an old propaganda photo, which kind of enhances it yeah. for me as well. Yeah, um, they, 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 go, they, 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 they go in full force. And the German language itself is intense and just amplifies it for me as well. But anyways, okay, I'm good. So one of the things you probably notice about a lot of these top bands is that they have some sort of weird, unique aspect of their music that I can sort of gravitate to. I really like that about a lot of these bands. And my next band here also has that. I also gave a four and a half out of five, and it is First Fragment Ooh. with the album Gloire Eternelle. Uh, it's, it's, I described it as funky and angry. Yes. Um, the, whatever sound the guitar has in this. Yep is what I classify as my ideal guitar sound. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, I, it's, it's just, that's like what in my mind is like, heavy, like if I could heavy choose metal. a sound for a guitar, it'd be this. Yeah, so First Fragment plays neoclassical technical death metal. Um, I described it as power death, thra- uh, death shred uh, when I first heard it. But this album made it to my number 11 and might have made it as my number 10 pick if I'd listened to it a bit earlier in the year, despite the song only very recently coming out. But someone had it a bit higher. So, Kyle, where was this ranked for you? And tell us a little bit about First Fragment. This was ranked number two. Yeah. Kyle and I are starting to sync up more here. We disagree on Harakiri for the Sky. I think that, that's basically it. <laughs> I think that's, that's the That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, as Matt said, they play neoclassical technical death metal. Um they're from Languedoc, Quebec, Canada. <laughs> and the best way I can describe them is <laughs> Okay, how, let me sell them to you. So, do you guys like when musicians just like to Clap their dick on a table and be like, look what I can do. And yep. the biggest dick in the room is the bassist. This yeah. is the band for you. <laughs> <laughs> My god, this bassist. <laughs> like, I give so much kudos to these guys because it is so hard to put a bassist in the forefront so often and him just murdering everything. Um, and I can't, obviously, the guitar work is fantastic. Um, to note, Ben, on that guitar tone, in a lot of respects, it reminds me of the, uh, I would say, progressive metalcore band within the ruins, um, with the tone itself. Um, I know you don't like them, Matt. I actually enjoy them a little bit. Um, they're one of the few metalcore bands I can sit down and listen to now, um, compared to the past. But anyways, um, but yeah, they just like to sling their dicks everywhere, and it's just like, it's great. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. This is this is like the this is all the best parts of modern prog without any of modern prog left. Um, I hate a lot of prog and math rock and math metal. It doesn't do it for me. But these guys just really like to shred. They're really good at it, and they've listened to a lot of death metal. And that's what happened with the first fragment. Uh, I don't think I've ever had so much fun with a band just shredding because I thought this album was gonna be pure shred. And I was like, all right, I'm ready. And then, like, I think it's, like, four minutes into Gloria Eternal, or Eternal, the opening track, it, like, shifts into the bla- into the death metal influence, or, like, the tech death influence. My mind was blown. Yeah. Um, so when Matt showed us this band uh, as a collective, um, I was like, oh, my God, these guys are great. 
So when I was leaving your place, I put them back on, then I just listened to them four more times after that. Yeah. Like, back to back. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't I, help I, myself. After my first playthrough of this album, I was like, I don't I don't know what I... I, I think I need to re-listen to this, because I was... This, this is the kind of fun... This is more fun to me than Cannon Fever, um, because the, the blending of the two styles to me is more enjoyable. That I agree with. It's a lot more blended rather than, hey, here's one thing. Hey, here's another thing. Yeah. Nick, what did you think of First Fragment, Gloria Eternal? Yeah, this is some proggy bullshit that I'm not here for. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, fear like, the text. The first, yeah, so Tech Death, listen, I know you guys have giant fucking dicks, and I know you can play your instruments with them. Please keep them in your pants. I don't want to see it. You're just mad that you guys are better at soloing than viral. I, I'm really not. I'm really um, not. Do these guys can solo more, better than most power metal bands? Yeah, the, the, the solo two, in Pantheon is legendary. Like, so the first two songs I was interested. I'm like, alright, like, you know, this is some tech death prog bullshit, but you know, I'm here for it. But then uh, the third song, uh... Like, I'm not gonna pronounce it. The, the Martyr song. Um, when, when the basses start going like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not here for jazz, bro. Like, I don't want to listen to a fucking How jazz album. How dare you? How like, dare I, you? I, I just. Yeah, I'm, that's, that's pretty brutal, Nick. Look, I. There's a time and place for this, and I never have the time, and it's, nor and do it's, I ever want to be in that place. It's here for first fragment. Yeah, it's Next, here and it's now. I'm I'm, ha I'm happy you guys are happy, and I'm not arguing at all whatsoever. You guys aren't incredible musicians. I just don't like the part they made. They have a six-minute instrumental sonata in the middle of their album. You and shitting it's me? Great. <laughs> it's fucking it's great. Awesome. great. This is a prog <laughs> bullshit, is what this oh. is. You, well, you, you, you just don't you like when you swine. You well, don't like it when they slap the bass. Well, Nick, I will tell you what is not prog bullshit. It's my next pick. The very last one that I rank four and a half out of five. It is Wharf Lurch Woo! with the album Psychedelic Realms of Hell. Oh. Um, yeah, th this one I said was like demented orc music. Fuck yeah. Uh, it fills in beautifully at the end. It's it's another one of those albums where it feels like it's surrounded by noise, mm -hmm. uh, but then you have these brief moments of clarity. It's like all it's like haunted swamp music, uh, and the guitar solo in the last song is fucking awesome. Yeah, it and comes out of nowhere of my, too. Yeah, it's one of my highlights of any of the albums. So, Warflurge is super duper good. Yeah, so this is, Warflurch it was my number nine album of the year. And after actually today, um, if I were to redo my top 10 after the last week, this probably would actually jump up to maybe number two. Um, these guys performed a layered, nasty, grimy, death-filled, but still sci-fi inspired and, and tinged sound of death metal with a bit of doom layered into it that i fucking love uh these guys are from florida and i think that kind of helps me like them because i got i enjoy those florida vibes those deep backwood swamps um and the whole album is is about like uh like psychedelic mushroom based elder corpse taking over the world 
Naturally. Um, yeah, like, it's like, it's celestial mycelium into stoned ape apocalypse into abandoning reality is a fantastic combination of song titles. Um, this is probably one of, if not my album artwork of the year for death metal. It's definitely my death metal album of the year and probably my second best album artwork of the year next to Mystical Extraction. Um, captivating sound they make it sound original and not make this what they're doing boring which is to me uh, a difficult thing to do in this genre and like the two other albums that are left i think both do that same thing um i really enjoyed it this is when it comes to the combination of doom and death just as hooded menaces to nick warp lurches to me this is the exact combination of slow heavy grimy eldritch disgusting space noise that i want and all of the fantastically integrated uh like use of synth and keyboard for me was a real highlight as with my other pick that's left on the list um sci-fi and death metal go together so fucking well uh nick and kyle what did you guys think of warp Lurch? nick you can go first you know i expected to like this album more than i did god wow it's okay. Whoa, that makes it sound wow. like I dislike the album. I, I really like the album. Maybe Nick I should have let it that. the dick is back. <laughs> no, this is a really good Death Doom album. I, I expected to like it more based on the fact that it's Death Doom and then also the review I got from Matt trying to sell me on it. Um, but something about it just didn't quite click. I'm not sure if it was too slow or maybe if it was a little too, too slow. I know it. You like hooded was, menace. <laughs> I I know, and that's why I, I I can't quite put my finger on why I I'm not completely in love with this album. But there's Are, just something about does, it. Does the Eldrick just take just push you away? Do the tentacles no, scare you, Nick? No, because Black Soul Horde released a banger of an album. Yeah, that's um, the second best album. It was about, a banger. It just wasn't bangery enough. Yeah, it didn't when it didn't it didn't drive me into the ground and make me God listen it. to it. Just like Warpless yeah. did. You know, when it when it comes to, to sci-fi death metal, I'm gonna regularly defer to like Blood Incantation. Um, yeah, but okay, Blood Incantation is great, but like like First Fragment, that's some proggy bullshit. I'm not always here for. And yes, War and Warplitch takes that aesthetic and grinds it down into excellence. Yeah, maybe maybe it's the refined proggy Nature? death metal bullshit that I just dislike. I'm not sure. Well, these guys um, aren't proggy at all. <laughs> I know, but they're so refined, down to... All right. Phantasmagorical fumes seeping from the ground, burning my nose and eyes. Look, it's a good album. I thought I was going to like it more. It's still a good album. All right. Album. Well, there's our shit take of the day. Uh, Kyle! Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've right. been okay with everything you've said up until this point. <laughs> all right. Um, so, when I first listened to this album, I wasn't completely sold on it. Um, my second listen through, I ended up loving it. Um, the, between the song titles, um, the lyrical theme being so different throughout the whole genre, you know, that deep, raspy, dirty vocals, I just love. And I just can't get over, you know, the song titles. I really can't. They're just great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's truly a fantastic presentation. The lyrics are great. Uh, the theme holds up, and uh, everyone should go check out Warflurch. Uh, I really want them to tour and come to Chicago. So if you're listening to this Warflurch somehow, please, please come to Chicago. I would also I like some merch. 
I would also like to go to the show. I like this album, everybody. Don't let them in. Don't let him in. If Warforged, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna set up an interview and we're gonna specifically make sure you don't God, let Nick no, into I the like show. I like the album. I just like other Death Doom albums more this year. This is not uh, even Death Doom. <laughs> yeah, that's some what? That's it's pretty, this is yeah, this is Death Doom. Death, bro. Ah, eh. It's 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 death doom in the way and in, in, in so far as that it has both death and doom in it but it i wouldn't classify it as traditional death doom like this isn't the same genre this isn't like this isn't funeral doom this is just really no. deathy well this is really doomy death metal very mid miry mid to low tempo old school death metal it's like instead of Death Doom without the slash, they're Death Doom with the slash, which I think Blaine from Banger TV makes a point of classifying the difference between. Um, I also want to point out that they put out probably one of my favorite splits of the year. It was a triple split with Maul and Thorn called My Foxophilia, uh, which is a fucking sweet name. The album artwork is not nearly as good, but it's fucking cool. Myxophobia. Yeah. I, I'm All right. It is the. It is the fear of slime. Naturally. That is beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, Ben, hit so, us with that number two of the year. I'm really, I'm real God, nervous please. here. I'm so ready. Please, 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 please. Hey, Nick, Nick, you, it's hard. Yeah. All right. Slow down. All right. Come on. Ben, make the Next right choice, one. Ben. Come on, Ben. You got this. I think both of you guys are going to be quite disappointed, honestly. Um, coming up next... 4.75 out of 5. Actually, I gave both of them a 4.75 out of 5. This next one is Naraka with the oh, album Blast yes. Haven. This is a super great album. I actually liked it a lot more this time than I did in the mid-year roundup. Mm -hmm. We already talked about it then, but this I described as the meatballs of metal Italian food. Yep. <laughs> um... I also uh, compared it to Shadow Temple Metal for anyone who played Ocarina of Time. Yes. It's just a super deep, like, uh, uh, thing. Um, like, he's constantly singing like he's almost choking. Very ECWE. And yes. it just continues is... to grow throughout the whole album. Yeah, this is, this is um, pure, unadulterated uh, death grind. Uh, they have, they even have moments of brutal death metal and slam thrown in there just for the fun of it for all the kids and all the girls out there. But this is a hundred, Ben, you put it right. This is the ECW of, of death metal. Uh, <laughs> it's exactly what it needs to be. They just are uncompromising and they build and build from the beginning of the album to the end. Um, this also would have gone up in my rankings a little higher in retrospect because it's an album I've come back to more and more um but regardless it made it in at number eight on my official list yeah i really liked uh latom latom yeah. uh, it's like it's genuinely like unsettling and kind of spooky um also love Daki makara which i described yeah. as an evil pac-man song while he's eating the ghosts <laughs> so yes. just just a real slam dunk of an album yeah, I, I, it really does, slam, and it has just enough sci-fi and little bits of synth to give the album some atmosphere around what is just arguably like one long song after another of death grind. Um, I also, I just want to implosive Sonata has the 
fantastic and surprising, like, guttural slam vocals, which I hate. But it was so funny when I heard it, I just started laughing my ass off, and I had to re-listen to that song, like, three or four times. Shout out to Tree Crusher. Uh, Nick and Shout Kyle. out to Tree Crusher, indeed. So, this album to me was basically, if you threw Napalm Death and cattle decapitation in the wall, mix them together and be like, huh, here's a thing. Um, it really didn't do anything for me. Um, the, oh, song wow. le- the song lengths uh, were, for me, were a little bit too short for me to grasp anything on it. And so, like, when it ended, I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, that was you're a- you're gonna hate my next one. Yeah, Kyle, oh, I- wait, no, Kyle loves the next album, so it's bullshit we that he's saying do. that. that no, we I- all love the next album, but this, ha- the grindcore on this album was better than the grindcore on Ben's number one pick. Now, is the rest of Ben's number one pick better than this album? Maybe, but the grindcore yes. isn't better. I, I didn't say the grindcore is bad. It's just like it ends, like it just ends, and it, I don't have anything to grasp on. So it's like, okay, that's a thing. It, it, it's nothing. Come on, God, this album's twelve minutes and twenty-five seconds. Exactly. Eight there's nothing. Songs. The, the, there's nothing to grasp on. There is. It's fucking pure energy. Just listen to it six times on repeat while kicking a wall. You just well, gotta drive. The... You gotta try to crash your car into every bump and well, just least... speed. Well, the next album's not even grind. It's just like it has like a it's... grind song. Yeah, it's, a grind song. Death metal with some hardcore like. A, and and one doom song that's seven minutes long. It's, it's literally a death band trying to go from a mid tempo death band to playing high tempo death and super low tempo death. Yeah, and it's an I experiment. can. And I can at least grasp onto something with Ugh. that, but I can't with this. I'm disgusted by you, Kyle. You know. Nick, Nick, yeah, give, give Kyle me... has a new worst take. All right, Nick, save <laughs> us, save us. Yeah, I'll save you. Here we go. Here's my take. Oh no! Uh, this, this album <laughs> is 12 edit, minutes and 25 edit seconds. Edit here. Cut. 12 minutes and 25 seconds. Too long. Wow. Yeah, my ass. Did not like this ben, album. Then make it your number one Anything... pick out of spite. Anything grind, grindcore touches, it is Ugh. automatically worse. It's just but straight what, down value-wise. What, what about grindcore do you not like? Just all of it. I, I cannot stand the genre at all. I hate the vocals. I hate the instrumentation. I hate how f- every song is 45 seconds. Just the ethos wow. of the genre does not speak to me you like, whatsoever. You like the next one. I yeah. Do like, I do like the next one because the next one is an exception compared to the rest of their work. Like Matt said, this album was an, that album was an experiment for them. This is the defining uh, characteristic of a genre. The best part of the next band's album is the shorter stuff. So yeah, I that's also I, disagree with you. I okay. I also uh, agree with you, Ben. <laughs> all right, well, well, well Ben, this is Ben and I's podcast, so we're taking all of you both out now. <laughs> we're, we're ben, ben and Kyle have left it's, the it's, podcast. It's, it's two we're v two on this one. It. Yeah, well, we have added so, power. <laughs> Actually, that's true. It's so um, weird how Nick and Kyle didn't say anything from number two album. <laughs> oh man, Look, this album is only seventeen minutes long. It is it is five minutes longer than the last one because it has an eleven minute song on it. All right, children, children. <laughs> Next, my number two album of the year is an unexpected reality by Gate Creeper. I hate this album it is, now. It is not my album of the year though. Oh, uh, I'll tell you that. Wait. It's uh no it's no it's my number two. Did no, Kyle th- fuck up the list? No, so no. take a look. Someone fucked up the list. There's, you know, Kyle no, counted, right? There, 
Okay, well, well, we'll get to it, guys. We'll get to it. Let's talk Gate Creeper. Honestly, I don't have a lot to add about Gate Creeper. This is just one, uh, except for my number one, this is my most listenable, like, album just yeah. to listen to on repeat. I love it. It's really fast. It's, you know, metal fucky, really fast, bad doom music. I want to listen to this in the soundtrack of a video game. Yeah. Um, it's just really well done for what it is, and I really enjoy listening to it, and I can't imagine an album doing this much better. Um, and then they go from having really quick 30-second songs to having one very good, like, eight-minute or whatever song at the end. So it's just a very complete album. It's everything you could want from this style of music. All right, well, yeah, Nick and Kyle. Incredible. This album like, like, I, what do you mean? Ugh! This is an incredible album. Just from beginning no, that to no, end. that was an hour cop. Only one song. You know, the, the the first half of the album, in terms of like length, not number of songs, um, is fantastic, right? I, I'm I'm not really one for high tempo death metal, but Gag Creeper found a way to pull it off. Um, and then the last song on the album. Uh, emptiness is just this horribly crushing, just super depressing death doom song that like almost pushes into funeral doom in places, and it's it is just pummeling death metal, and it's so good. Kyle, the shorter songs at least want me to move, like it makes me want to move. Yes. Dude, How I'm the like, fuck doesn't I want to wow. mash to these songs, dude? We yeah, did. Then, how do you yeah, not want to? How you not want to watch to a Nakara set? It's thirty minutes it long, like and they play shit. two entire albums. You sound like shit. The entire you sound time. like the sound of an this asshole coming fucks. out of your mouth. The fact that this Nick's is next, actively making me like Gate Creeper last. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that just this, speaks to your pettiness. This this album <laughs> sitting True. next sitting next to viral on your list is a disrespect. Bro, I got a killer sandwich really in my top three. It's viral. Gate Creeper, Black Soul Horde was my top three. And I thought, wow, I th that's wild. Oh, I went, I went in liking Gate Creeper. I've come out hating them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone well, buy this album. Yeah, this is a fan fucking tastic album. I got a flag of it hanging over my window. I love Gate Creeper. You guys are rule, and they're super, super fucking nice dudes. Uh, Chase is genuinely probably the best lead singer in the death metal scene right now, and. Puts on merch. one of the absolute best shows. Um, shout out to anyone struggling with sobriety because this album really dives into the themes and what he went through um, and how the pandemic was hard for him. And through that, they experimented and drove their energy into music and they made something really good. Might not be as good as Nakara's Blast Haven, but man, they really, really tried. Yeah, right. yeah, You're these right. are like it's both. Not, it's, it's not as good. good. It's so much better. Yeah, Agreed. these are both super good albums on very different ends of the spectrum, as you can tell. But I, I feel like if you listen to both of them, you're going to love at least one of them, or in my case, both. But now it comes time to reveal the number one album of the year. And for me, I really have no choice but to make it Altark with their debut album form in motion what? this band is yeah yeah form in motion by autark this is this is this on the list 
It's no, I found this one. Hell yeah! Oh, what the fuck fuck oh, yeah! yeah. Man, you, you should have shared I'm, it. We would all listen to it. Yeah. So uh, how do you well, how do you spell well, it? Just type in form in motion. It's the first album that'll show up on Spotify. Yeah, A U T A R K H Autark. They rose from the ashes of Dodecahedron after oh. the uh, lead singer of that band passed away. Their debut album came out in March this year. They are from, I believe, the Netherlands. They describe themselves as a group of musical extremists. Um, I would like to say that in our uh, music thread where we all share albums, I shared this album with everyone, and I don't think anyone listened to it. So you all can get righteously fucked. I did not listen to it. I'm listening to it now. If that makes you feel any better. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently listening. I'm currently <laughs> listening to the opening track for the so first time I, in my life. Yeah, this is so I I didn't they, they don't want even have to a make this album. No, these they're guys are fresh. They're considered babies. they're considered black metal electronic music. <laughs> yeah, um, this album I honestly tried to not make my number one. But I've listened to the album probably four, five, six times now. And every time, I just fucking love it. It's just the right level of speed. It has the... It, it has the the old surrounding noise that Gone Mage had in his last album. But I feel like it's more fully realized here. Uh, it's, it's order coming from chaos. And... The best song, I think, in the whole album is Cyclic Terror, which I believe is song two on the album. And, I mean, it's just... It's awesome. It's so good because the the, the guitar... The, the, the lead guitar is essentially carrying the cacophony of nonsense alongside it. And so, if you're really listening to it, there's just a lot going on, and a lot to listen to, and a lot to pay attention to. I describe this band as, like, the inner soundtrack of Titan, the the film. Oh, okay, yeah, you sold me already. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just, it's just that level of, there's a million things going on at once, but they all combine to create this beautiful, cohesive metal monstrosity it feels like if you're inside a car engine so I don't know too much about Altar because they're brand spanking new and they English is not their first language <laughs> yeah, they, but there's very little God, online about these guys yeah there's very little Love about it. these guys but Altar is awesome and they are 100% my album of the year no other album came close to touching this for me, and it's not just because I found it. it. It's just like, it's like this is my album. So, and I've been listening to it for six months now, and that hasn't changed. So, congratulations to Altark with Form in Motion, and maybe next time I put an album in the group, you guys will listen to it. I've actually listened to Dodokahedron's two albums before. <laughs> Dodecahedron was really good too. Yeah, they're an avant-garde black metal band. They're uh, they were on Season of Mist, just like um, Altark is. Yeah. So, wow. uh, hell yeah, Altark. 
Also, go listen to Dodecahedron if you like Altar. Yeah, but they're, they, they broke up. So if you, if you want to if you want to feel happy, listen to this band. Well, well, no, the lead singer died. Yeah, well, they broke so, up. So, so it, so it didn't. It's not really a breakup. It's more of a dead, dead and a dead up. Um, so yeah, congratulations to Altark for being number one with no nominations. This is fantastic. This is a this is the swerve of the century. Um, now before we wrap, I, before I, we, I, I legitimately want you guys to listen to this though. I'm, tell me what I'm you legit. Think of it, I will. It's so, yeah, I, I have it on now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super. I'm, I'm just, curious to get your thoughts. I'm into it so far. This is actually very cool sounding. Yeah. In the second song, Turbulence, um, yeah. his vocals where he's kind of like yelling, like that strained yelling he does, is very reminiscent of another band, but I cannot for the life of me place it. No, I can't either. Uh, I, a few, I, I want to give a few shout-outs and a Disappointment of the Year award. Um, another quick shout-out to Morgul and their album Nightmare Lord. Um that is the most fun, brutal, stab your children uh, black metal out there. Uh, Dakma's bless- Blessing of the Arhadad is a really cool uh, black metalism focusing on the Zoastrian faith and using traditional music uh, from them. Uh, Lampa Merber put out an album and all the nerds would be mad if I didn't mention it. Um, Sulfurous's Sulf- Sulf- Presence new release was fantastic. Uh, one of the best albums we didn't talk about was Old Nick's A New Generation of Vampire Conspiracy um, and the new Holder album, which the name of it escapes me, but I own the tape, so that's what matters. And the disappointment of the year, an album I was legitimately upset that I didn't love, uh, Astrophobos's Corpus. Um, Astrophobos is one of my favorite bands in the world. Um, they've released probably my definition of what melodic death metal should be a uh, melodic uh, black metal should be with their 2019 album uh, malice of antiquity but on corpus they're just kind of muddling around in their own waters and um i really hope they pick it up on the next one uh kyle nick did you guys have any extra shout outs or disappointments of the year oh yeah oh, oh yeah some shout outs if you don't mind yeah, go ahead. I gotta pick up curry in five <laughs> minutes, so hurry it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll just I'll keep it to one. I'll keep it to one. Then I want to give a big shout out to Portrait. They are also a heavy metal band, very much in the style of King Diamond. So if you liked any of my other picks and any of my other heavy metal picks, you will probably like them as well. So big shout out to Portrait. Excellent album. Kyle, uh, I got a shout out and a disappointment. Shout out to Seth. They're another French black metal band. They're just great. Um, my disappointment of the year was Rhapsody of Fire. Wow. Uh, holy I didn't, I didn't even shit. To it, I'll be honest. It's a great album. I didn't listen to it. Look, whenever like, I, I didn't really like old, it. Whenever an uh, old power metal band like releases an album, I just I don't listen to it unless it gets like really good reviews. It, oh. it, it was it was just more of the same. Uh, I'm devastated. It, it was legitimately more of the same. Even though the old singer came back, it was just yeah, like okay, there, there. Oh, he did. Y- oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, shit, it, it was. It, this album then. <laughs> it, it, it was. It was literally just a transportation back to 2003, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, uh, one one of my picks that I'm gonna mention after Kyle's disgrace against one of the greatest old school power metal bands of all time, Iotin. Across I didn't say all- it was bad. I just said I was. Be gone, Kyle. Right? Iotin's Access All Worlds is like first fragment with less shredding, but just as much prog. 
the new Cardinal Tomb album was really good. Uh, the new mysterious um, Dungeon Synth band Mortlock um, are out there, and they're doing some great stuff. Amigo the Devil did a good album this year, which is not metal. Uh, and there's a bunch of other shit. Follow my... Uh, you can find me on Bandcamp at Dr. Gore Wizard. Uh, and you can see a bunch of the other picks. Another shout out to my friend and Tree Crusher. Shout out to Gary from Gone Mage or a bro. And I'm going to beat you in magic one day. Uh, and Bear Mace because that album came out last year. But it's fucking awesome because it's called Bear Mace. Now, Ben, you've tried to end this podcast quite a few times. Let Let it die. Well, um, fuck, I don't have a good outro here. Oh, I, mean, uh, I, thought, I thought I fed uh, you one. We, we can outro, uh, we can outro on the fact that technically my pick was album of the year for you. It wasn't. It was Altark. And you know what, Technically, Nick, if you sir, have... of the submitted albums, you your album was not submitted. So of the submitted albums. I produced albums, the fucking podcast, the Nick. submitted albums. You know, this part's ben, being cut this. out. Ben, I need this. I need this. No, no, you don't. <laughs> here, here, Nick. I, uh-huh. I'm I'm reaching through. Okay, I I'm see it. I'm handing you a nice, nice tall glass of shut up juice. <laughs> Taste All right, it, nerd. and if that doesn't Delicious. work, you can drink a second, a third, and a fourth, because maybe then the fourth times the chibity dibity 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 See you next year, everybody. Good night. Night. Is it over? <laughs>